Looking to get out of the house with your furry best friend, but not sure what to do? How about going on a jog together? It's a great way to get some exercise, soak up the sun, and enjoy nature. Plus, your pup will love all that fresh air. Never taken your dog on a run before? No worries, we got you covered. Welcome to Fetch the Sun, the podcast for dogs and humans who love adventure. We're here to help you make the most of your outdoor experiences with your furry friend. From choosing the right gear and preparing for your adventure to expert advice on how to train your pups safely, we'll cover it all. Plus, we'll be discussing our current animal rescue efforts along the way. So join us as we explore this exciting journey together. Now let's get ready to set out on our next amazing Fetch the Sun adventure. Welcome back to this episode of Fetch the Sun, where we'll be talking about the many benefits of running with your dog, as well as covering proper preparation, some recommended equipment, and we'll also be giving you some uh, fun training tips and techniques to make the most out of your run together. Today we are joined by Kate Lee. She went to school for animal behavior and she has owned dogs nearly her whole life. Thanks for being with us today, Kate Lee. Hey guys, it's great to be here today. Hey, Kate Lee, thanks for joining us. And we've also got another very special guest on the line. As you know, Fetch the Sun donates 10% of every matching dog and owner shirt, hoodie, and hat sale to animal rescue organizations across the United States and Mexico. This month, we'll be donating to the Frosted Faces Foundation. It's an amazing dog rescue that's located in our hometown of San Diego. And we've been joined by their founder and president, Kelly Smysek. Hi, Kelly. It's so awesome to have you on our show. And thanks again for having us at your first annual Stroll for Seniors event earlier this month. Can you please tell our listeners a little about how and why you founded Frosted Faces? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So we started Frosted Faces Foundation because we saw that there was a need for placement of senior animals um, after they've been abandoned later in life. A lot of times senior animals uh, need new families because they have medical that the family can't afford or maybe their owner passed away and um, and we needed a solution for this. And there really is a crowd out there who want to adopt senior animals. So um, another way that we can help is by providing medical care for those families that are interested in seniors and we can keep them safe at our facility until that placement is found. Um, we focus on senior cats and dogs who are aged eight and older um, and generally ones that have a lot of medical conditions because we specialize in covering medical for families so we want to use that to its greatest extent to place the ones that are in the most need. Wow, what an incredible mission, Kelly. It's wonderful that you guys are giving these older dogs a chance to live out the best possible life that they can with the years they have left. Since you founded Frosted Faces, about how many senior dogs have come through your door and out of those, how many have found their forever homes? We've placed almost 2,500 frosted faces and uh, every dog we rescue ends up getting placed. That's kind of the ebb and flow of the rescue world. So I'd say that we've rescued about 2,500 and we have placed about 2,500 senior cats and dogs in the last nine years of operation. Wow, that's just incredible. And, you know, definitely hats off to you and all the amazing volunteers you have um, there at Frosted Faces. For our listeners out there, how can people get involved in animal rescue in their own communities? 
oh, there's lots of ways to get involved in the animal welfare world. Uh, firstly, volunteering. We're really lucky to have a facility, so we always need people to walk our dogs, bathe them, feed them, help give medication. Uh, we also ask people to help hand out flyers in the community or take our dogs um, to meet other prospective adopters or other prospective donors and volunteers that can help our mission. Sometimes people bring their entire uh, work group and um, have a little lunch out here with our dogs. And that's really a way of helping because it spreads the word and brings awareness. Um, so volunteering is a great way to help animal welfare. But, you know, not everybody has a lot of time on their hands to do this. So we'd encourage donating um, a little bit of every week's, um, every month's uh, income. Check out if your employer has a matching program. Um, that's, a, that's a really big way that people help us here. Um, and then, of course, it's, it's fostering, getting dogs out of the kennels and making room for more dogs that we need to help. So then at least one dog can live in your home for a temporary amount of time and have a nice uh, environment. And you can help market that dog for adoption while it's in foster, too. So I'm sure a lot of uh, animal welfare programs across the board have similar um, ways to get involved. And uh, they make it pretty easy because they need you. Yeah, those are all really great ideas. You know, there are so many ways that people can help. Yeah, for sure. Um, lots of ways to get involved in animal rescue. And Kelly, is there anything else you'd like to share about Frosted Faces while you have you on? Some of the other programs that we have here at Frosted Faces Foundation are programs that help prevent senior animals from ending up in the shelter system. So we help to provide financial aid to families who... Um, run into a medical crisis with their dog and maybe can't afford it. Um, we have a, a final wish program, which is for people whose loved one has passed away or can no longer live independently, or even for yourself, if you are planning for your future, you can write us into your will so that we can take responsibility of your pet and it doesn't end up in the shelter system. Um, and we also offer emergency boarding. So when someone is in the hospital, a lot of times their animal has to go to the local shelter. And instead, we can board someone's dog until they get out of the hospital or through treatment. And then they can reunite. And that dog obviously knows nothing but love and care here at Frosted Faces. And then it gets to go home. So, so there's some cool intervention programs that we have. Um, other things that I like to talk about are some program, the foster programs that we have here at um, Frosted Faces. So um, we have something that's called a Frosted Fling, where someone can take one of our dogs home for just two weeks and profile it and then bring it back. Um, so it's a short-term commitment. Sometimes people are serial flingers, so they'll fling multiple dogs, profiling one after another every two weeks in their home. So that's pretty fun. Uh, we also have a Seniors for Seniors program. So we have um, a liaison that gets assigned to a senior person and they help them take care of the dog anywhere from picking up medication, ordering medications online, um, getting them to vet appointments, and just checking in on them and making sure that the dog is doing well and the senior is doing well. Um, and we, we see a lot of people taking advantage of this lately. 
So um, I'm really proud of that program. And then um, we also have the Molly and Me project. Sorry, there's a lot of barking. I work at a dog shelter, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, no worries at all, Kelly. Um, We record out of our living room. So we pretty much have a zoo here as well. So all our dogs and cats, you'll often hear them pitter pattering in the, the background and chewing on their kibble and you will get the occasional bark too. So not a problem, but yeah, I'm sorry, Molly and me, please tell us about the Molly and me program. Uh, We have the Molly and me project and that is for dogs that are not socialized with other dogs, but are great with people. And so we find families who have no other pets and then um, we place our dog with that family and we pay them $200 a month to foster the dog. So that dog ends up not having to live in a shelter long-term or here long-term, and they can still help market them for adoption. And nine times out of 10, our Molly and Me Project families end up keeping the dog and asking for no more payment because they've decided that they're already in their forever home with them. So. Um, yeah, those are, those are some neat things that I love to talk about and they are all on our website in greater detail. Wow, Kelly, that's, that's just amazing. I mean, you're really, truly helping out the community as a whole. So, you know, you're doing amazing work with, with dogs for sure, but you're also helping out, um, people as well. And that's that we just find that so amazing. And for our listeners out there, their website is frostedfacesfoundation.org. Um, and, you know, check out the show notes. It'll be listed in there as well. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kelly. And we hope to catch up with you and your amazing team again soon. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for your interest in choosing to interview me. I really appreciate it, guys. Okay, so getting back to our main topic of running, um, you know, before beginning any physical activity with your dog for the first time, always consult your physician and your dog's veterinarian before any strenuous and or high risk activities. That's right. And also please make sure um, if you have puppies that are under 18 months uh, that you consult the veterinarian, especially because I do know that puppies bones are still fusing and that it could cause them lifelong damage if you begin uh, a strenuous running act activity too soon. So please ask your vet and on when is the right time to start running safely. It can vary based on the size of the dog and the breed of the dog. So it's always best to consult a professional first. So let's talk about the benefits and you know why, why run with your dog. And there's just so many great benefits to running with your pup, um, both for you and your dog. One is getting in better physical shape. And for the both of you, we all could stand to lose a couple pounds every now and then, me included. Um, <laughs> you know, and you and your dog could look better, be less chonky, and improve your overall health. Running is just great for boosting your mood and increasing energy levels while tiring out your dog at the same time. So, Kaylee was telling me that she's just getting into jogging with her huskies. She has three huskies, so she jogs with two of her three huskies. Can you tell us um, about some of the benefits you've been noticing? Well, for our two younger Huskies that I'm starting the jogging with, uh, Aiko and Freya, they are um, a lot more calm when we get back from jogging, obviously. Um, Huskies have high energy, so they definitely need to get their runs in. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not there yet, so jogging (laughs) is what I can do. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that for sure. So um, what are some benefits that you see from for you? 
Uh, for me, you know, I definitely, the endorphins, it's always good after uh, jogging, you know. And um, yeah, I definitely feel more calm, ready to go, ready to rock and roll in the rest of the day. Nice. And we all know that a tired dog is a good dog. So the physical benefits are clear, but running can also help improve the mental health for all involved. I know whenever I'm out on a jog, it really helps me to clear my head and focus my thoughts for the day. It's a great way to start uh, the days on a nice jog with your doggy. Um, also, your your doggy running partner is also getting mental stimulation as he or she takes in all the sights and sounds and smells of the outdoors. The combination of the physical and mental stimulation can really help your dog stay more calm, and it may even help pre um, prevent some problems that might arise such as excessive barking or destructive chewing or rowdy indoor play throughout the day for them too. And you know, when you run with your dog, you'll be building a stronger bond. So spending that time together while having fun can create a stronger pack-like feeling of belonging. Um, and having a running partner looking at you with those puppy dog eyes asking, when are we going to go out on our run, dad? It will always help you stick to a routine. Um, if you skip a day, you're not only letting yourself down, but also your dog. And who can resist those puppy dog eyes? I know if I can't. So now that we know some of the great benefits of running with your dog, let's talk about the best way to get prepared before you go running out that door on your first run or jog. There are a few tips that we'd like to share to ensure that the running experience is safe and enjoyable for you and your dog. Absolutely. First off, you want to make sure you have all the right supplies you might need on a running adventure. This would include water bottles for you and your dog. Um, you know, absolutely want to make sure you bring plenty of water. The poop bags, because we all know what happens, um, and treats. And then you also probably want to have a small backpack or a running belt to hold all of that stuff. So you're not trying to juggle it in your hands as you're running. And you definitely want to have the right harness and leash. Um, those are very important to have when you're running with your dog. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with you on that, Steve. Um, we There's actually a story when we started harness training. And we put the harnesses on uh, Octal and Ico. And they just, like, stopped moving <laughs> quickly <laughs> is the best way to describe it. Yeah, we went on yeah. our standard walk. And out the door, out of the house, they're just like one small step after the other. And they were dragging behind us the whole time. It was hilarious. Definitely creatures of habit like us. Oh, yeah. Yes. So um, I realized, you know, with my education, animal behavior, I realized, oh, they need to be desensitized to this new stimulus, uh, the harness. They're just not used to it. Um, that's why right now I've reverted when I do jog. It's with their collars because I haven't had enough time to get them used to their harness um, in a way that makes it a benefit to all of us when we jog together. Yeah, it definitely, definitely takes time. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. And also, um, if you're planning on doing jogging in the evening or nighttime, it's probably also best to invest in like a reflective uh, vests or light up collars and leashes so that the drivers can see you and uh, it's always best to think about any safety items you might need whenever you prepare for any new outdoor adventure with your dog. Once you have all your equipment ready to go I would definitely recommend starting with shorter distances. If you're anything like me and maybe a little out of shape uh, it's great to start out slow for both you and your dog. Uh, when I first got back into jogging I like to just kind of do a walk and then 
I'll do a little jog and then a walk, kind of alternate my pace a bit and kind of ease back into a jogging routine. Um, It's always good to start that way with your dog too if they're not used to doing runs or jogs. That way it will help build both you and your dog's endurance. And if you notice any any signs of distress or exhaustion, um, please take a break right away. Exactly, Jennifer. And again, please be sure to consult with your vet to get their recommendations. You know, things like size, age, and breed of our dogs may play a part in how long or fast your run should be. Um, If you see any signs that your dog is getting too tired at any time, such as excessive panting or slowing down, you know, like Jennifer said, take a break or just end the run early. Um, You know, and also please take your own health into consideration too. So, Kaylee, I know uh, earlier I mentioned that you jog with two of your three huskies. Can you tell us um, why you don't jog with all three? Well, our the reason we don't jog with all three is because Akjil, our oldest, he um, is older and we are concerned about pain issues. So we just try to walk at his pace and he does seem to be more walking now because he's uh, 13. Wow, it's... Time flies. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's an old age for a husky. Yeah, so he's getting up there, and we're just making sure he enjoys his walks instead of being worried about any pain from, like, his joints or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah. that's why we cho- I've chosen not to jog with him and just let him have fun sniffing around. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's that that's a great idea actually. Just let him go at his speed. So. And even after you've uh, built up your endurance and you know your and your dog's uh, comfortable pace, it's always fun to kind of alternate routes and different paces. This helps with mental stimulation as well. So it's not just the same old, same old, and they'll get... um, It will also help kind of motivate you, and um, you can even maybe try to add in some trail runs, which I like to do, or if you have a track nearby, maybe... Um, go walking, jogging, or running on a track once in a while. Just keep it fun, new, and adventurous. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that our dogs have their own preferences. Um, our little Jack Russell, Chihuahua mix, Snoopy, he, he'll run anywhere. Sidewalk, trails, beach. Um, he's, he's got no preferences. But our Golden Retriever slash Cocker Spaniel, she's very particular, um, does not like to run on the sidewalk not a big fan of running in sand but we get on those trails and man she just she just goes uh, she hears us talking about her now that was her shaking off so <laughs> she's saying hi to everybody out there we recently got a new uh, member of the pack uh he's a two-year-old pomeranian named so, chewbacca yes chewy for short um so we'll have to we haven't done any uh running or jogging routines with him yet but i'm sure he was gonna love it because he's uh got a lot of energy and uh he seems like he will be up for some fun outings yeah jennifer i definitely can't wait to take him jogging and um i really think he's gonna take to the water so i think he's gonna be our new surf dog but um there there are some basic things we need to do before taking him out on these adventures and you know, to everybody out there listening, I would definitely recommend teaching your dog some basic training before trying to incorporate uh, jogging or running routine with your dog. It'll just make things that much easier um, if you encounter any surprises, and it'll just make it easier overall on your journey together. 
That's so true. We always recommend using all positive training methods when teaching um, your dog new things. Definitely. <laughs> that that's Chewbacca Chewbacca's saying hi. He knows we're talking about him. So in he, the background. everybody say hi to Chewbacca. <laughs> um. So. What I was saying is I would definitely uh, start with some basics like sit, wait, and loose leash walking before you get into jogging and running. And then uh, I would move into a little more complicated things that will really be useful on your run, such as heel and leave it. So that way, if you run by a half-eaten rotten bologna sandwich on the ground, you could tell your little bud to just leave it and keep your pace instead of being brought to a jarring halt while your dog stops to check it out. I can definitely relate to that, Jennifer. Um, yeah, the Huskies have a really strong prey drive, so they get distracted on our walks and jogs, oh, and yes. they definitely take a side to and go hunting, basically, in the bushes. <laughs> and I'm still working with them on leave it, um, but... The stronger the prey drive, the you the more you have to work with them. That's what I found, and I'm still working with mine. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet I could see that being an issue sometimes. Mm. So yeah, it's really important to work on stuff um, when you're not out on your jog before you leave. Yeah, um, to kind of get them ready to go. Yeah, and that actually reminds me of another story. Um, I was wa- I was wa- jogging with Aiko and Freya, and they saw a rabbit on a lawn and (laughs) took after this rabbit and I had each hand had a leash and they were running (laughs) around a tree almost face planted but I was able to dig my feet in in time and then get them back under control and then they were listening to me but (laughs) our our Lucy is like half the size of one of your dogs and when she goes after rabbits it is like hold on for dear life because you're going for a ride, so I couldn't yeah. imagine what. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a, a ride right there. <laughs> like a sled ride down yep. the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, which is what inspired us, you know, me wanting to do the jogging to begin with, you know, like help them get that energy out because that's what they're bred for, pulling sleds. That's right. Moving. <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely recommend bringing some treats uh, for reinforcements with you, maybe when you're out in the jog. Uh, that way your dog will understand exactly what's expected on runs and make the experience more enjoyable for both of you. I really like to carry treats with me also whenever I'm out on a walk or run because you never know when a loose dog may come up to you and you don't know if that dog is friendly or not. So um, if some dog got out and comes up to you and your dogs and it, it's actually very handy to have treats with you, to toss away from you, to redirect the loose dog to those treats so that you and your dog could quickly move away to safety. It's just something I tend to do just in case. You never know. Yeah, no, that's that's a great, great tip, Jennifer. And okay, so, you know, ready, set, go. Unleash that running adventure with your pup. And, you know, by taking your pup on a run, you'll not only be providing them with the physical and mental exercise they need, but you'll also be offering yourself an opportunity to bond while getting fit together. So with the right preparation, gear, and training, you and your pup will be ready for an enjoyable run. And there's nothing better than having the right running partner. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Grab your furry friend and hit the track. Happy running. So thanks so much, Kaylee, for being here with us today on our podcast and sharing your stories about jogging with your Huskies. Well, thanks for having me. It's re-inspired me to continue pushing forward because sometimes it's a little hard to get through the training, but it's worth it. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Kaylee.
We'll see you soon. Hey, and thanks so much again, Kelly, from Frosted Faces. Um, Can't wait to work with you guys again. And again, their website is frostedfacesfoundation.org. And you can find that in the show notes. Be sure to check out Fetch the Sun's apparel that's made for dogs and humans who love adventure. Go to fetchthesun.com and use coupon code FTSPODCAST10 to save 10% off your purchase. And right now, all orders being delivered within the United States qualify for free shipping. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tune in to our Fetch the Sun channel wherever you get your podcast from. Until next time, let's keep those tails wagging.